0: In my studio, I'm the the digital team, I'm the host, I'm the editor.
1: One-man
0: army. Yeah, (laughs) one-man army, one-man show. I'm Bonnie Kibuka. On my podcast, The Ugandan Boy Talk Show, I've had an honor to sit down with some of the most incredible hearts and minds from Uganda, like Miss Uganda Oliver Nakakande, Jerome Ozoi Job, the Executive Director of Jerome Model Management, Pastor Wilson Bugembe, and many, many more. On this podcast, you get to hear raw and real-life stories of their journey, what they've been through, and the people that have inspired their journey so that they can make a difference in ours. Listen to the Ugandan Boy Talk Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Join the journey soon. Sandra, welcome to my podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I know we had tried to do this before, but it didn't pan out. I
0: I understand. And uh, it's exciting because... I don't even know how mm. I reached out to you to have you. on No. Yeah, because I follow NRG Radio. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't get time because we're in a different time zone. You guys are seven hours ahead of us. So I can't catch you guys live. I only watch those clips from um, Instagram. Those are the clips that yeah. I, I watch. And I follow you on Instagram and then I follow NRG. So I, I jump in and watch some of the clips. I was like, it would be interesting to to talk to her, have a conversation with her. But then... Later on mm-hmm. I find out you're friends with Harmony K who has been a guest on my podcast twice. I don't know if you knew about that.
2: What? I Didn't know that?
0: <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I saw you hosted her on the on the on your uh show. How do you know Harmony?
1: I mm-hmm. oh, went journalism school. Okay. Together. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Did you you went to did you go to UMCAD?
1: Uh Cavendish University.
0: Okay, Cavendish. But I also saw you went to MCI.
1: Yes, I went to MCI You did As MCI,
0: well. yeah. And that's when you met Big Boy Shaq, because Big Boy Shaq has been a guest on this podcast too.
1: Yes, I met Big Boy Shaq at MCI.
0: <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. There was a year Ali requested me to record a video to play the MCI training about podcasting. I'd never met Ali, I think some out of the blue, he found my podcast and was like, oh, it would be cool to share your experience with the students at MCI. So I shared that and he sent me the pictures on, on Facebook. So I saw that and then that's how I connected with Big Boy Share because he also added me on Instagram. And then I had him on the podcast here to just talk about his journey. So we have two mutual mm-hmm. friends. The the Yes, we the do. Uh, when i saw pictures of you and harmony i was like oh yeah i know and i texted her i was like i'm gonna have sandra on my podcast she was like oh really cool wow how do you know her and i was like i just met her on instagram and i wanted to have a conversation with her so I, i thought i would share that on my podcast i just host people we talk um my main focus is just having a conversation. I like to ask people what they're passionate about talking about, but mostly I just want to talk to somebody. I want to have a conversation. That's why I don't send pre-interview questions because I want us to go back and forth, just talk and build that conversation. I think it's fun that way. So my first question I'm going to ask you.
2: conversation? Yeah. Yes.
0: Did you have a New Year resolution? And I think you talked about this on the radio. But like, don't think about the answer you talked about on the radio. It's just something. Some question I wanted to ask you. Did you have a New Year resolution? And how far are you with it? We're in October.
1: Um, I guess, I guess I did because I like stopped. I made the decision to stop uh, drinking alcohol in July last oh. year, twenty fourth. And, of course, there was a a lot of work that comes with that because, like I say on my show, quitting alcohol is just not about putting the bottle down. Mm -hmm. There's so much that comes into it if you're going to stay on that track. And one of the things that towards the end of the year, because it was a learning curve, so towards the end of the year, I realized that I have to set clear boundaries with people because I realized, like, for a very long time, I'm the nice person i like to you know to help people and most times i would stretch myself out and it would cause me problems like i'd find that i'm unhappy or i'm not meeting my full potential because people were just taking advantage of my kindness so Mm -hmm. i set very clear about crystal clear boundaries Mm -hmm. so i guess that was my new year's resolution going into the next year and learning this sobriety journey and everything boundaries is very crucial yeah yeah
0: it's funny when you mentioned that like and i want to talk about that for a little bit because i i had that later on your journey of sobriety i didn't know what what it was but i'm glad you mentioned alcohol there are people who drink alcohol to be happy but like when when but there are also other people who say alcohol take away their happiness that's like you just said what was it for you about alcohol that you're like you know what this is making me do this or this this is what I don't like about alcohol that I need to stop it.
1: Um at first I started drinking alcohol to numb my pain. Mm. I started drinking when I was about seventeen years old. Okay. So this was shortly after my mother passed away. My mother passed away when I was fifteen years old. So I couldn't cope. And with time I remember when I took my first drink I didn't feel any pain. Mm. I felt happy, and I, I was just not able to feel happy after losing my mom, and that's how I began to drink, and it just continued. And four years later, at nineteen, I lost my dad, mm. so it—it it just kept on. It kept on going. It was a way of escape for me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and for a very long time. It's of course it works for a short time, and mm-hmm. being young. And you don't know how to handle alcohol. Mm -hmm. Basically, you don't know how to handle grief or anything else at that age. It's a a learning curve. And with hindsight, I can grasp the magnitude of all the emotions that were coursing through me. And I'm just in awe Mm -hmm. and shock as well. Like, how did I get through that? Mm -hmm. Because as time went by, I just started feeling worse because yeah. there was this void that I could not feel. I always I was an angry person because I felt my like parents were robbed from me, and uh, I just felt like we never finished. Like there was there was just so much, mm-hmm. and I. I really grappled with a lot of things going up as a girl without a mom, and um, things like cooking. I did not
0: cook. (laughs) Actually, it was yesterday. I was talking to somebody about my grandma. My grandma was an alcoholic, and somebody used um, hand sanitizer, and the smell of that reminded me of the Mm -hmm. alcohol my grandma used to drink, and it was strong, and. I was like, did my grandma really loved the taste of alcohol? Cause like when you taste a straight liquor, like the vodka, the, it's just, there's no taste. It's just bitter, it's just Ding. strong. And it's, I, even the smell of it just makes me hurt. As I, I asked myself a question. Yeah. Did my grandma really enjoy that alcohol, like the taste? And my friend was like, maybe she did not. Maybe she was just drinking. Even if it tastes bad, she just likes the feeling of the, what alcohol makes. The feeling
1: her. that it gives you. Yeah, I think that is true to an extent. Um, and at some point, when I I looked at my life, I was I was tired of running. I was tired of running from all the pain, from all the anger. I was I was just, you know, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, mm-hmm. that's where I was at. Yeah. and I'm like, this has to stop. Like. It has to stop. I just need to track back and find out who I am, what I want, what I'm about. And it's it's
0: been great. You said you were an an angry person. And I'm like, somebody will never tell. Like for for me, when I watch you... Like Instagram reels. And that's why it's good to talk to somebody because we make our own perception in our head. i like, she's so calm. True. Like even when she's talking on the radio, she's calm. She's the nicest person you've ever met. But like when somebody opens up, they'll tell you, hey, I struggled with anger. I s-. Like yesterday, I was talking to a friend of mine. I'm like, yeah, I had anger management. Like I would just snap. Even out of the blue, somebody does something. I would just snap. And the guy was like, Bunny, you? Like he would never, like he would never have guessed like hours like that. But that's something I struggled with and I had to work my way out. And right now Mm -hmm. somebody will find me and be like, oh, Bunny is the nicest person you've ever met. But like they don't know that side of you that you've been struggling (laughs) with. (laughs) I I think I can relate.
1: (laughs) Because growing up as well, I was a child with a very bad temper. Mm -hmm. Very bad temper. Like I would throw stuff at people and everything when I would get mad. Yeah so in fact I, somebody was telling me earlier today he's like you're so calm they video called me like they sent me a message and they're like you're so you're always so calm how do you do that so i told him that um people who have known turmoil cherish them <laughs> so <laughs>
0: every time when i start a podcast and the trend of those goes somewhere even if that's a thing i had on the last uh, order of what i'm going to talk about I don't deny. I just let it go. I just go with the flow, but I also wanted to revisit your moments of uh, you went to on vacation in was that Mombasa? Yes. Are you Mombasa
1: Kenyan? Mombasa Kenya Ah no, I'm Ugandan. <laughs> I grew up in Kenya. Okay. <laughs> I grew up in Kenya, my early childhood, and uh, yeah, I went to school there, hmm. kindergarten there. I I stayed there for about wow, I stayed there till I was like ten years old. Then we came to Uganda then I went back to Nairobi as an, a young adult and I lived in Nairobi by myself most of my 20s wow. actually from was, like 22 to 28
0: what was in Kenya that you really liked them what, what was taking you to Kenya did you just want to go live there this time no Around? no the when you went there for school oh, and lived no.
1: there I consider because I grew up there I consider Kenya my home mm-hmm. and for me Kenya has the best memories of my parents. It's like kind of holding on to them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Even when I went to Mombasa, I went to the house where we grew up. Yeah, It's by the creek in Fortris. Mombasa mm-hmm. It's near the airport. When I go to Mombasa, I have to go there. I just stand outside and I look at that house. Yeah. And I just remember my parents, remember myself outside with my Barbie dolls playing mm-hmm. high tea. <laughs> For me, that is the most happiest moment of my life Uh I have recurring dreams of that house and what we used to do so yeah
0: we have something in common so I'm Ugandan but Uh my mom is Kenyan my parents met in Mombasa because my dad went to Mombasa to go to school and then he met my mom Uh, they were going to a a school it's called I think it was called Puwani Bible Institute at the time and it's now Uh changed the name but I've been to Mombasa, not very, a lot. We went there. They showed us where they went to school, where they lived, and we're just revisiting their mo- moments. And it was so hot. But so my mom is Kenyan, and na angie kiswahili kidogo kidogo sisi miss missim Kenya. Na angie kiswahili yango niyo kiswahili ya kuomba maji chakula na kulala. Ah, it's good. That's that. No, I I I, I hear Swahili. I can hear. I can speak. But I can hear everything. Mm-hmm. If somebody talks to me in Swahili, I can respond back to English. But yeah, my mom my mom is Kenyan. Pure, pure Kenyan Kalanjin. Um, that's why I have a, mm. a Kenyan bracelet. I don't know if you... Yeah, you can see it. A Kenyan bracelet in the Uganda. This is a representation of my dad and mom. That's why I wear that. I, maybe a <laughs> lot of people on the podcast will be wondering why I have a Kenyan bracelet. Oh, no. Nice. There you get the reason. But yeah, when you visited there, I was like... And then you knew there were some songs and like, you would sing. I was like is he Kenyan? And like, you seem like Alikiba. you knew that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know like some of it is you know, Tanzania. The
1: music, that, mm, the music that I was listening to, that's like Alikiba, uh-huh. the Diamond, of course. Yeah. But uh, like we, we knew of these musicians, like way back before they even became yeah. like this huge for us, like who are from Mombasa. And I remember I was dancing yeah. and people asking me, why are you twerking on social <laughs> media? I'm like, I mean, that fine. is Chakacha. it's yeah. a swahili traditional yeah. dance we used to dance when we were young so you like tie something on your waist and yeah. then then you dance yeah. actually the swahili traditional dance called Chakacha.
0: it's always it's that's always fun to fine. revisit your memory there was this one of my favorite song was like this hey hey hello ma whatever else, i don't even know the other words i
2: think that was
1: uh but I know it, yeah. I know it, I know the phone. And then I think it was Mr.
0: Nice and then...
1: Mr. Nice!
0: Yeah, when I saw you in Kenya, I was like, anything Kenya, I love Kenya. No offense to my people in Uganda, I am Ugandan. And that's why my podcast <laughs> is the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. I'm proud to be Ugandan, but I love Kenya. I love the people in Kenya. I love my family love in Kenya. Too. Kenya is a vibe like it's, it's, it's... Whenever I go to Kenya, it's a moment of my life. Like, I love it. I love it a lot. Oh, yes. We mentioned about you you met Hammond in uh, journalism school. You went MCI. Um, Has this always been your passion to be in journalism, to do journalism? Was that the dream?
1: Yes, that was the dream. But I I took a detour um, because when my parents passed on, I dropped out of school. I had not completed my A-levels, so I dropped out of school and... I actually before I dropped out, I flunked. I remember my senior four, right up because my mom passed away the year right before I started for my senior four, and I was always like in the top ten and everything, but I just I, I couldn't study, and I flunked my senior four, and then I dropped I dropped out of school, and then shortly after, when I was. 19 years old, I had my first born, so I was a teenage mom, I dropped out of school, and my dream of journalism then, well, it was was too far to reach Mm -hmm. then, but fast forward, um, after working and everything in Kenya and everything, I came back, I came back sometime, I think it was like in 2013. Yes, I came back in 2013 after working all those years. And I went and found an adult school. And I went back to do my senior four.
2: Hmm.
1: Now, I was about, I think, 31 then. Wow. So I did that. And uh, I did my five and six in the same adult school. And then that's how I ended up going to Cavendish University to finally do my journalism Degree that I had always wanted to mm. do, so so yeah, that's how I got there, and that's how I met Harmony.
0: Maybe people who listen to my podcast think I overreact, but like when some of the things give me goosebumps, and like, and in my head, because then my head starts spinning so fast thinking about things how did she go through this? How did she do this? I, and then the, the, the thing in my body, the blood just go, gets confused. I'm like, that's a lot to unpack, but being a single mom, like in where well, you, you were in Kenya, right
1: i I had him here okay. and then I moved to Kenya because my closest aunt who, who like raised us was in Kenya and my parents had both passed on mm-hmm. so i I took my son to Kenya and that's how I ended up going back to work there and mm-hmm. everything because my aunt helped me to raise him while I was working okay. to look after him so yeah
0: that's that's tough and I like I like when people share things like this because there could be a single mom who is going into that right now and the way i look at these stories that i share in my podcast is a way of giving hope to somebody who is going through something or if somebody knows of somebody who is going through that same thing at the moment and a story of inspiration that when things happen at 19 your dream is not dead um i watch a lot of soccer and there's a soccer player that said it's not over until it's over so there's always a chance yeah there's always a chance like here you are you got your son and it's a blessing um no matter how it comes at you look at it i look at it as a blessing and you know like you to be able to work go to school go back to school at 31 years of age can you imagine that like I'm not even <laughs> I was not even 31 finishing finishing college but I felt old and I felt like I didn't want it but like listening to that is like mm. people have done it and that's
1: And that's what I tell people uh like my show the vent on energy radio I love that show that show is very close to my heart I always wanted a show like that and I prayed for it and that's exactly what God gave me now why I wanted a show like this it's because when i was that age 19 to 25 from 16 years old when mm-hmm. i lost my mom i just had so much like to say like how i was feeling and to tell someone but i had no one and the people that i would talk to would judge me like oh she drinks too much or she's just so out of hand or she they never really saw me mm-hmm. they never really acknowledge my pain and I want to be able to give that to other people who are feeling that way and I I, I, went, through so yeah. I went through so much I went through so much I even had a phase where I was addicted to, to pills to ecstasy and I almost overdosed mm-hmm. one night and that's how I ended up going to Kenya because I sat there and I thought is this going to be my story? Is this what my son is going to be told? Mm. Your mom overdosed on pills in a bar. Is this going to be my story? And I picked him up then, like two days later, and I took him to Kenya and went to Kenya. Mm. And but these are the things that people go through. Right. And other people are just judging them. Like you, you can't judge someone unless you've unless you've walked a mile in mm-hmm. their shoes. You don't know what they are going through and that is why i love the energy vent. i'm i'm very open i it's a safe space for people to share because i want to give them hope to tell them you know what i might not know exactly what you're going through but i can imagine mm-hmm. and you're not having a bad life you're just having a bad day
0: mm-hmm. or a bad you know? moment and
1: to keep them a bad moment
0: yeah
1: and it's it will pass sometimes you just need someone to listen yeah sometimes you need advice Sometimes you just need support, whatever it is. That's, yeah. that's why I'm there. That's why I'm, my show, the energy vent is very close to my heart.
0: I'm going to jump on a bandwagon here because when I share my story, my journey, how I come into the U.S., how I lived in Uganda, when I share with people what I've been through, they ask me, have you ever thought of writing a book? So when you were talking about all these things, I'm like, have you ever thought of writing a book? Because I feel like that book, when you write your life story, but I thank you for just even sharing it now, because when people ask me, have you ever thought of writing a book? I was like, I'm not a very good writer. I try to find people who can help me write my story. I couldn't, but I knew I can talk. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm share my story, bits and bits, like every time I... I, hit, I have a uh, guest on my podcast We talk about something And it triggers a moment of my life That I'm going to share And maybe somebody listening to the podcast at that time They're going to listen to that And I like that you have a radio show that, Where you can also share bits and bits of your life To impact another person's life But maybe in the future I'll write a book If I find somebody to help me write it Because I, I can't write <laughs> Have you ever you thought about should. it?
1: You should You definitely should Yes, absolutely. I'm a writer. Okay. So I write and I keep a journal and I am actually working on a book.
0: Mm, Nice. Nice. I like that. I I like to.
1: I feel I should share my story to be able to help and
0: give other people hope. Yeah. I just did a book review of. The former miss uganda olibanaka uh, the escape oh, yeah. so my latest episode we was asked going through her book and she shares her story so it's, it's a long journey it's a go, going struggling <clears throat> or escaping from sexual violence and as a young girl and how she got escaping like from shame to fame i love that i love memoirs i love listening to people's stories and how they overcome it and I I do the same thing on the podcast, so you listen to somebody's story, ask them questions, but it's different when you get to read uh, the book. So I'll be waiting for your book because now I know bits and bits of the story. So I I would love to read that in depth. But we mentioned about your show, um, and mm-hmm. I I tune in I tune in on it, mostly on Instagram, and because and I think Shark shared with me the live stream, a link where I can listen to it like online, like with a Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I tuned in some time which has all the radios. Let's talk about your journey to NRG radio. I think Shaq's name dropped you at some point. I remember him talking about Sandra when he came to interview and all that. So he was sharing his story to interview at NRG and somewhere, Mm -hmm. but I don't remember. But how was your journey from MCI to NRG? How did you land that show?
1: Well, my journey from MCI to NRG, first of all, at MCI... How I joined MCI and the the whole fellowship and everything is um, I wrote a feature story. Mm -hmm. So how you know how MCI works. The best 26 students from the universities in Uganda undergo this training, six-month training. And you get to learn different things, TV production, radio, writing, podcasting, and everything else. So when I joined... I joined, I, I had gotten the best award for best feature story on climate change. That was the thing that year. So when I joined the fellowship, I was interested in honing my writing skills because I knew of myself as a writer,
2: mm-hmm.
1: nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> so Little did I know that when you join the fellowship, you have to do all the training, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. TV and radio so you can't
0: specialize I
1: like, yes i was like wait what because they'll be calling me to the trainer i'm like no no no, i'm a writer you guys go and Alexandra, like, what do you mean <laughs> so the first time i started like in front of a camera i didn't know i like i didn't know what to say mm-hmm. i was stuttering and everything i'm like i'm the one who writes these scripts i'm not in front of the camera i write the scripts that's what i do mm-hmm. they're like no so anyways we had the radio week, and oh my goodness, I can tell you that was the most intense week of training. Mm-hmm. It was so intense. It was so new. And we stayed up late, like 2, 3 a.m. We were, we were in Garuga, away for training, and we had to come up with concerts and everything. So we, we were given the morning show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what I told people? You know what we should talk about? We should talk about sex. (laughs) For a morning show. (laughs) When I think about it now, I'm like, what? Right.
0: What time was it? Like, what time was the morning show?
1: 7 a.m.
0: Talk about six.
1: <laughs> so different teams, they go in. So, you know, the first team goes in, the second one. And then we started looking at each other. We're like, okay. Maybe we backfired a little bit. I'm like, you know what? Let's just go with it. So we just went with it. And it was fine. And people are listening and everything. And, of course, we figured it out. No, 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 no. You mm. cannot talk about that. Oh, no, On sure. yeah. the morning show. That's the late show yeah. and everything. So I did it then. And I actually realized that I loved it, the banter and everything, but I didn't think much of it after that. So fast forward when there was that new hot mic search, mm. like during COVID, there was the hot mic search. Okay. So my friends called me up. like, no, Sandra, you should go for this and everything. And I did honestly, I didn't want to go. They're like, no, you should. So I went and I auditioned and everything, and I ended up on the first top 10. Mm. I was actually surprised. I'm like, hmm, oh, okay, maybe there's something there. Yeah. And then I left. Um, I left Sanu. I used to do um, feelings like for the drive show or Love at Eleven, and it was quite nice. It was a good experience. But then I felt that it wasn't what I was looking for because I felt that I didn't bring my personality right. and my passion into it. It was like I was reading off a script. So that's why I I decided to leave Sanyu and then I went to Rx Radio. At Rx, I used to do the Saturday show which was pre-recorded and it was the 90s show. Okay. So I did that for a bit and... Was it 90s music? Yes, it was 90s music. I enjoyed it but I was like again, it wasn't what I had envisioned being on radio. I always wanted a Sunday show like the Vent. Mm-hmm. So I decided altogether to leave radio. Uh so somebody told me, this is like last year, somebody told me, Oh by the way, did you hear about the new radio station opening up shop here? I'm like no I haven't heard. So they they forwarded me to the person head of business and recruitment energy radio and to be honest i was a bit skeptical yeah. i'm like oh now that you know they're just gonna give me a script and say okay now read this do this do that and i i want to be authentic mm-hmm. i'm all about authenticity mm-hmm. and my passion to help people to give them hope i like, if i can't be able to do that then yeah. i don't think but something told me you know what just go ahead try it out and see like it doesn't hurt to. Mm-hmm. So I went and they called me and they told me, you know what, the MD is in town, so go and meet with him. And it was a couple of us. So I was the last in line and we, we got to have some time. And then when we sat and we talked and everything, he said, you know what I think? I think he'd be perfect for this show called Events. Yeah. And then he told me about it. And I was just so happy and so overwhelmed. And I'm like, that is exactly what I have always wanted. Yeah. And it's the show that I have always like prayed for. I'm like, just leave it to God. If it's meant to happen, it will. If it doesn't, then,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. And that's how I ended up on the energy event. The that's... show that I had always
0: wanted. Yeah. That, is cr- that is crazy. And it's, it's great how things work. And some of the things that I picked out when you were talking is about passion. And I remind people all the time, any time you do something that's a passion, it gives you the energy, it gives you the effort to keep doing it. And when you do something you love, and people ask me a lot, how do you, how are you able to stay consistent with your podcast? How are you able to get these guests? Like, I do it because I love it. You know, like, that right there motivates me to keep doing it. If I didn't love it, I would have done two episodes, I'm done. But... Uh, Anytime you do something with a passion, and that's, that's something you kept talking about when you, were, you were looking for something you're passionate about, something you can connect to, it adds up, it adds up to what you want to do. When you met with the MG, uh, part of the things mm-hmm. they asked you was it were you just telling him about your story? Because I could see how you sharing your story with him, your journey, could fit in perfect to vent. Because the things you can share in that show, it's what. People are going through, and you can connect with that. Was that something you shared with him?
1: Yes. I told him about myself. I remember he was struck. He looked at me and he's like, how old are you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to say that, but I was (laughs) good.
1: I'm like, I'm 40. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I am. Like, okay. And I shared my story and my passion and what I would love to do on radio mm-hmm. because i feel that if you channel your your passion and you listen to it because most of people are always like oh i'm chasing this i'm chasing my dreams i'm chasing. i don't chase my dreams mm-hmm. But if you're chasing your dreams it implies that they're running away from me <laughs> i prefer to become and radiate and attract and that's how the vent came to me you know, yeah. they, I put it out there and the universe brought it to me because we aligned mm-hmm. the show and how it's supposed to be was in alignment with what my passion is. And through that, I can be able to fulfill to fulfill my purpose because I, I feel, I know that social justice is my calling mm-hmm. as a journalist. That is my niche, social justice. Yeah. It might sound corny or anything to give a voice to the voiceless. But there are some people who, who, who don't have that platform mm-hmm. to speak you know, or they're afraid to speak yeah. or they don't know yeah. how to articulate what they want to say. And that's where I come in. Yeah. I remember even as, as a child, <laughs> a girl growing up, I've always been very outspoken, and if I saw something happening to someone at school, mm-hmm. they know that COP is going to tell them. that one there with the blue shirt with the dot on the collar, yeah. that one, they <laughs> <laughs> would always speak up. Because it's not fair, yeah. you know, and I feel that we align and everything, and every, because my show is on Sundays, mm-hmm. and energy radio on Sundays is different, there's energy, yes, yeah. but it's a different kind of energy. Mm-hmm. It's quiet and my producer is always upstairs waiting for me and the digital team and the security guy. We always have some banter when yeah. I come out of the lift. But, you know, there's like so much going on. I'm I'm getting ready and I'm thinking of the guests and this and that. And, of course, i have prepared and everything. But when I get to the studio, I just take a deep breath when I'm at the car park. And when I go up that elevator, I always say a prayer like, you know, God, to use this gift mm-hmm. that He gave me for something which is greater than myself, yeah. because it's not about me. It's it's about it's about the service that mm-hmm. I bring. It's not about self. It's about service, and the show is not my show. It is for the people who listen to the show, exactly. because it's a service okay. I'm giving them. So I always say that prayer going. To- close up and when the lift opens mm.
0: it's quite tight it's short time <laughs> you've been nominated for an award well yeah so like i wanted to to bring that up after we walked through your journey and to see where you've come from and to this point being nominated an award how how did that news get to you and how did it make you feel
1: i got a message on instagram honestly i thought they had sent it to the road, <laughs> I was like what so what i did i immediately forwarded it to harmony and i i forwarded it to the energy group and that was it i didn't tell nobody yeah so later on what harmony i called harmony and we started talking about other things and we talked and talked and talked and then midway she's like oh girl congratulations i'm like what what happened she's like what do you mean what happened didn't you send me the link? I'm like, oh about that. And she's like, you don't sound enthusiastic. And I'm like, no, it's just that it's so surreal. I think I'm in shock. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's still sinking in because and I say this on my show, like I, will, I I'm very humbled because there is so much talent. Even just an energy radio itself, there is just amazing talent there. Everybody is so different. Mm-hmm but our uniqueness and diversity is what makes it so beautiful. With that being said, uh, it's not like I'm belittling my achievement or or my service, because I do understand what what I'm about and what I'm doing. And for me, that depicts that people are listening and it means that I'm making a difference. that is the highlight for me. Yeah. I feel yeah. like, okay, what I set out to do is actually helping people mm-hmm. because if if they can realize that, you know, and, and put me in this category, then it means that the service I'm giving is working, it's helping people. So I'm actually so humbled.
0: That is amazing and I can relate. And the reason why that stood out to me is when I saw the news, I My podcast was nominated in an award in Uganda, the Pulse Uganda Awards, the the second time because we won the award the first time. And the first time, I didn't even know I got nominated. I was just here doing my thing, bringing people's stories. I'm like, I'm going to do that. I didn't start my podcast. I was like, "Um, I want to start a podcast that's going to win awards and it's going to do this. I was just doing my thing out of the room. And one day, and this was the first uh, time, my my friend texted me on WhatsApp. Hey, did you know your podcast was nominated and people are actually voting? I'm like, I've not had anything. I don't know anything. He sent me a screenshot. He's like, your podcast was nominated in in an award in Uganda. I was like, really? And I can understand what you just say that knowing that your work is getting noticed uh, sometimes people who do content sometimes people who do work on the internet we get judged a lot but likes views or you don't have these you don't have the best equipment this is something i shared in another episode where babaluku was going explaining it's not about the equipment it's not about the likes it's not about the views it's about absolutely it's about the spirit and i'll paraphrase his words He was like it's about the spirit in which you host and the dedication you put your time you put in listening to people's stories and wanting to pull the stories out there that's what that matters and when you do that that's why people come in for you even without you being there and they'll vote for you because they know what they like don't let anything numbers distract you and that's why I, i put this message out there for other people who are content creating people who are building stuff like don't let those internet numbers kill your dream just don't look at it just keep That's doing true. it keep grinding keep doing it and little did we know the second time we got nominated this is the one and we just won it on on the seventh. yes congratulations was, it was amazing i saw that so yeah it's it's amazing so i can relate when you say that and um I'm here to support in any way we can support if, if on your nominations, if we'd have to vote, just let us know, and I'll yes. pass a message out to my audience and everybody and my podcast is we rise by lifting each other up. That's what I like and i've Thanks. I've said that from day one because when somebody's willing to come on my podcast to share their story, they're giving they're dedicating their time like you could be doing something for yourself right now but you're dedicating that time to sit here with me and have this conversation for then my audience will also listen to that that's priceless that's that's you can't put a price on that you can't put a price on somebody's time so I appreciate that and I would love to extend that like pay it forward when you do it to me I do it for another person and I want my audience also to do it for another person maybe we could help save the Thank world <laughs> yeah um <laughs> But yeah, I loved talking to you, and I know I had something else down here about social justice, but you touched on it a little bit. Uh So yeah, and you mentioned, I want to talk about NRG Radio. That radio, I mean, I'm not being biased. I know quite a few people who work on that radio. It's it's amazing. You guys just came in out of the blue and just brought all the energy disrupted. with the name. <laughs> yeah, You disrupted the city. The name choice was just just the name nobody like it just defeats energy energy like that's that's amazing and you guys i just watched uh you some friends because it's in kenya too so some guys from kenya came in uganda and they were all over yes. the city it was just going crazy
1: three-man army <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they always bring it from the breakfast show yeah
0: it was kenya. it was great it was great mm-hmm. i loved it and i love energy and once in a while i'll tune in and i'll listen and i love it one question that popped up: You said your last name Sandra Cobb, and you said you're from Uganda. So, if you're from Uganda, you don't have Nchiri,ja na nani? What?
1: No, I only have English names. Really? Like my dad is yeah British, Japanese, and uh, my mom, Toro, and okay. also some British blood there. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so so no, but my empaco is a boy.
0: A boy, okay. That explains it. I was here. You were confusing me, and because if you had told me you're Kenyan, I was gonna guess you were um. Chikuyu. Kikuyu. Ah,
1: uh,
0: mm-hmm. I always get to be taita, Because <laughs> Cause I have yeah, cousins, cousins who are like life. my cousins are like light skinned and they're like Kikuyus. Oh, uh, so that's what I was gonna guess. But yeah. I, I was data. wrong.
1: On passport
0: data. Yeah. Um my mom is a Kalanjin, so I'm Kalanjin. Um I don't have a middle name know. too. I have two names, Barney, Chibuka. I had a middle name that I stopped using because I didn't like it. And <laughs> my friends my friends made fun also when I was in like P three, my friends made fun of that name. And I uh-huh. was, I was even almost quitting school because of how kids were bullying oh, me because of the name. Had
1: to take to the playground.
0: Eh? Yeah. So like, you know how they short forms your name, and they they make like if your name sounds like something abusive, they will short form to that <laughs> thing. So, <laughs> so, oh, yeah, so, so every time they'll call me that, I was like, can you stop? And like P three, you can't stop anybody. <laughs> I go home. I tell my parents, you know, I really don't like that name. They were like Bunny. Too bad that's your name. I was like, oh, oh, okay. I was like, I don't like that name. My dad was like, that's a good name. It's for your grandparents, and you have to oh keep it. Oh my gosh! So how I did was like, how
1: my parents do that?
0: So I was like, okay. You know how we get to primary seven, and you have to register names for your name. Oh yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah, I got you. So I didn't you write. It, I man. didn't write that name. My kids. <laughs> 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 I didn't write that name, and that's how it got off my document. I never <laughs> had it. So. I just learned it with that. And if my parents wanted to have oh, that name, they were going to pay a lot of money to change my documents. And they didn't feel like they wanted to do that. So they didn't do it. But yeah, that's why I want to ask you about your last name. It's it's unique. I've never, never heard it.
1: Thank you. It's an English name. Okay.
0: It's name. Nice. So thought of the conversation we've had. Um, you've been through a lot. There should be. You could be a young teenage gal listening not even a teenage girl, an adult, any anybody, any person, whatever they're going through, what message would you share with them from your life? Like what can you say to them, anybody out there listening to your story today?
1: I would like to I'd like to tell them that if I had known Christ earlier in my life, there are just so many things that I would have understood at that age i got to realize and to discover Christ much later in life so a relationship with god no matter what religion mm-hmm. you are you might not be christian but a relationship with god is very crucial yeah. because it makes you it gives you wisdom you know you mm-hmm. you get to understand you know how people say things happen for a reason but nobody ever tells us the reason right the reason is there yeah. If you look harder, you know, Mm -hmm. with hindsight, now I understand why I went through all that I went through because God was preparing me Mm -hmm. to be a beacon of hope to others, and that's why I had to go through it. Yeah, that is how my life was supposed to play out, Mm -hmm. and now I'm not angry anymore because I understand. You know, if Mm -hmm. you look at Joseph in the Bible, he was sold by his brothers but you see God is a God of legacy because he is the one that saved his family from famine Mm -hmm. but God could see this and that's why he had to be sold as a slave and he ended up in Potiphar's house and then he ended up in prison and then you know but that's how his life was supposed to play out right? so that at that moment that God had planned he would actually save his family if that had not occurred mm-hmm. he would not be the right hand man in egypt right to be able to to help so you see i no i understand that even
0: moses like when they moses. threw him in the basket yeah
1: yes even moses he had to go because he is a god of legacy mm-hmm. you can see something happening now but it's because you don't have vision you you're so bitter so if you can open up your mind mm-hmm. and just embrace because god will always provide no matter what you're going through, right. it always provides. And through hard times, adversity builds character. You know, it sharpens you.
2: That is true. So
1: a, a, a relationship with God is is very important. And things will always happen in life, mm-hmm. but you have you have to take heart and never lose hope. Yeah. Never lose hope because you can lose everything else, but once you leave, lose hope. You lose everything mm-hmm. and that's what happened to me just three years ago in twenty twenty. I lost all hope. Right before I I um I decided to quit alcohol like two years before. In twenty twenty I tried to commit suicide. I was like it was it? For me I was done. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like I don't want to live anymore and I just used to sit and think about what ways I could go out. Like different scenarios and I would google that stuff so it was like premeditated mm-hmm. and, and that's how I know that once you lose hope that's it like it's over so never lose hope like there's always something on the other side all you have to do is have faith and and keep on going because God has got you mm-hmm. always
0: that is true yeah? and I don't know how many times I've shared this but one of my favorite verses in the Bible is trusting the Lord with all your heart and not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight and that's what i could just think about because our understanding will give us all the wrong information like you're poor you're broke you're ugly you're everything but like yeah that when the bible tells you trust in the lord like just think about what god thinks about you know what you think about yourself or like in that moment and he will make your path straight and just from your story to see how God has been helping you to walk you this journey and I'm glad you shared that and if somebody out there is listening maybe that you can forget everything we talked about earlier and just pick out this at the end and that's why towards the end I like to pick out that and before I let you go I have three questions I want to ask you okay what has been a life lesson you've learned in life to this point
1: I have learned to always choose myself Because people will always come into your life with different agendas. And it's I always used to live life thinking if I'm kind to people, they'll be kind to me. And I learned the hard way that people are just messed up. Mm -hmm. Some people are just messed up. They're just there to take and take and take. So choose yourself. Choose yourself. Always. Have your boundaries up and choose yourself.
0: That is true. And if you don't choose
1: your peace, it's not worth it. Choose yeah,
0: yourself, right? Well, it's true, and mm-hmm. I, I said that a few weeks ago. Like sometimes, we choose money over ourselves. We think about situations where, oh, if I, if I say something, I'm gonna lose my job, and then I won't have money, and then it takes your peace, it takes your freedom, it takes everything. And in the long run, that is gonna be costly than the money you're fighting for at the moment. And Absolutely. again, I'll emphasize that: choose yourself, and it's gonna be you. You don't expect anybody else to come out there and do it for you. Even if it's your parent, even if it's your dad, even no, even if it's your husband, it's going to start with you. And those people will just add on to what you already have. So don't look at exactly. it from somebody else. What gets you excited about life?
1: What gets me excited about life? Um, helping people. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything that gives me more joy than helping people. Mm. It's It's so fulfilling. Yeah. It never gets old I to know see. that I've left someone better than I found them. Maybe it's a kind word, maybe it's a gesture, maybe it's help, in in whatever form or way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's nothing more fulfilling for me than that. Yeah. When people approach me and, and they tell me, oh, Sandra, I had this, or you did this, or what you told me the other time really encouraged me, and this and that, I just... It's just, I, I can't explain the feeling.
0: I'm like, okay. Yeah. I like the line you said, leaving them better than you found them. That's, that's it for me. That's that's my goal too. I like that. Um, the other one is a signature question of the podcast. And this is the final question. Who would you like to see on this podcast next as a guest? And you're going to help me connect me to that person if I can't find them. Or you you help me regardless. You help me connect me to that person so they can be my next guest on the podcast.
1: I think we should get um, Zion. Have you had Zion Mm-mm. on the podcast? No. She does the Energy Circle. Okay. She's the head presenter at Energy Radio. I call her queen of the mic. She queen of the, the mic. Queen of the mic. Nice. <laughs> I would love to talk to her. have a, close she's a natural. She's, oh, she's just so well-rounded she's an actress she's an amazing radio presenter she's yeah i think you should have her
0: on that'll be that'll be amazing
1: i think so now tell her (laughs) okay okay.
0: connect me i'll reach out to her and read uh send my invite and have her on the podcast um also i'm planning a trip to uganda in january so i'm gonna you should host me on your show i should Uh, should, yes (laughs) absolutely
1: you read my lips definitely on so, my show i would love to have you all
0: right i'll send you my travel dates once i confirm them and then we can schedule that that would be amazing
1: Ooh, i look forward
0: all right once again sandra i appreciate your time your words and accepting to do this i'm hopeful that one or two of my listeners or anybody out there will pick out something from your story and your journey thanks for being willing to share your story in my podcast
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All Thank right. You. All right. Let's stay connected and uh, I'll keep you informed about my favorite. Okay. All right. Hi, have a great. evening. Bye. 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 Hey there, Uh, this is Bonnie Kibuka, the host of the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. Thanks for watching and listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend and recommend somebody to this podcast. Don't forget to leave a feedback on this podcast because that's how we grow. And also don't forget to share, like, subscribe and comment. Join us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. So we'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much and be blessed.